Welcome to Organizing with Ease. I'm Deanna Mall with Dee's Declutter. And I'm Zenit Siman with Firefly Bridge Organizing. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. We're continuing our spring refresh series today by focusing on sustainably refreshing our yards and gardens. Stick with us to find out more. A month long, we've been talking about refreshing our spaces sustainably in honor of Earth Month. If you've missed any of our episodes this month, go back and listen to them. We've covered closets and wardrobes with a discussion about uniform dressing and capsule wardrobes. We talked about refreshing our patios, our patio furniture, and we discussed ideas about how to sustainably get rid of the things we've decluttered from our homes. And today we are excited to talk about sustainably refreshing our gardens and yards. That's right. Summer is just around the corner. The kids will be home more and we love to spend time outside, even if it's just the early morning and evening hours when it's a tiny bit less muggy and hot out here in the 305. For sure. We love going outside onto our patio area, of course, weather permitting. So here in South Florida, our growing season is kind of opposite from the rest of our of the country. The biggest growing season here is October through March when the weather is a little bit cooler. And really, those are the most pleasant months to spend out in our gardens, right? I think so. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) But whether you're finishing up with your winter harvest down here in Miami, or you're just preparing to refresh the garden further north, we've got some tips for how to refresh and maintain your garden and yard. So let's talk about your gardening tools and garden hose. Now, in an ideal world, listen. We would all carefully clean each tool and handle, scrubbing with the wire bristle brush to remove any bits of rust. Then we'd sharpen every blade, oil everything, and store it in a bucket of sand moistened with some oil. Hmm, but let's be real. Most of the time, <laughs> yes, let's. That's, let's try to be really real about that, okay? So most of the time, I, got, I, know I have to start laughing. I have to keep laughing about that. You're lucky if you remember to whack the potting shovel against the wall or countertop, been there before, to get the extra dirt off before tossing it onto the pile of other gardening tools, let alone clean it and oil it and all of that. But at least once a year, it's a good idea to take a little bit of time to take care of those tools so that they last a long time and are still functional. You want your pruning shears to actually cut a flower stem instead of crushing it. Yes, I've been there as well. Mm -hmm. So what's the bare minimum you can get away with and still have functional gardening tools? Well, on a nice day, Spread your garden tools out on the grass and give them a good blast with the hose to knock off the dirt. Then make sure they have time to dry. Next, you want to rub some natural oil on your tools, including on wooden handles to protect them from the moisture, which can cause rust and rot. Use a natural oil like boiled linseed oil and not a synthetic synthetic oil because remember that the oil you use will be transferred into the soil the next time you use that tool. I do this every time and it definitely helps in keeping the tools from rusting. For anything with a hinge like the, your pruners, work some of that oil into the hinge as well. 
and wipe off any excess oil. You don't want any of the drippy mess, just a thin coating of oil because that is a mess to clean up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, it's perfectly fine to hang those tools in your garage or keep them on a shelf or whatever. But let's face it, keeping that bucket of sand moistened with oil in a garage that has kids and pets running through it may not be what you want to do in your house. But one thing that I think everyone should be in a habit of doing is sharpening their gardening shears relatively often. Make it, it makes pruning and snipping flowers to bring flowers indoors so, so much easier. I, I totally agree. No way am I keeping a, keeping a bucket of sand. No, no. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great idea, but yeah, it's just not an option for me. It's just <laughs> not, not an option. Not going to happen. No, not going to happen. So do you... No. So do you hang your gardening tools in your garage? How do you how do you store yours? So yes, yeah, so I do have I do have a system. Um I do have where I do hang um some of my gardening tools and then I do have actual um I have it lined out where I have my zones and my zone is for the gardening and my tools. I don't have like any drawers or cabinets, so I have open space in my garage until I yeah. get it remodeled maybe soon. But um, at that point in time, we'll get there. But right now I do have them. I do have them organized in the garden and, you know, because you can get those clear bins for the garage and for your tool. And so I have all of those. I have all of the clear tool bins that um, are sturdy enough and then you can see through it and it's much, it's it's organized and it's easy for the family to pick up. Well, it's it's all about about zones, right? We talk. It's all about the zones. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we talk about it all the time. You have to have kind of a dedicated space so you know where to go to anytime you need the, sh- the shears to cut your flowers or a little potting shovel, whatever. It's all right there. So in our garage, when we first moved in, the previous owners had a long time back had remodeled their kitchen. And so they took all of those kitchen cabinets that they had and put them into the garage and installed them in the garage. So that's what we have in our garage right now, a bunch of reused kitchen cabinets. And so we have one like a kitchen countertop with the cabinets underneath with drawers. And so I use a couple of those drawers to line up our gardening tools in. So I always know, again, we always know where to go for the gardening tools. It's a zone. But for me, I prefer to have them in, like you, like covered and 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 not out in the dust and grime because our garage just gets so dusty and grimy. I don't know why, but for us, that's the best solution right now. So it works. I think that's amazing. And I actually like the fact that um, you have cabinets that's even recycled cabinets. I mean, that's awesome. It's Yeah, and it helps to keep everything. It does. It helps to keep everything nicely placed. Yes, it is. Yes, that is. That is. That is. So now, Deanna, you and I live in areas that have lawns. Lawns take huge amounts of water to maintain them. We all know this. So during Earth Month right now in April, we do want to bring up some small ways to conserve water in your gardens. The first thing is to check all of your hose spigots, right? Very easy to do. The spigots are the taps where you attach your garden hoses to. Check those for drips and leaks and then have those drips and leaks taken care of. Call a plumber. (laughs) Then check the hoses themselves. If your hose is leaking on either the spigot end or on the spraying end, you might just need to replace the O-rings. So what you do is you unscrew the hose from the wall and also unscrew the spray head from the hose. Look inside both of those hose ends and you'll see a little rubber O-ring. It might be black, green, red, orange, but you can just pop it out, take it to your local hardware store, 
show them and you buy two new little O-rings and they just cost pennies each and you just pop the new ones in. Now, depending on your hose, you might see two little rubber O-things on each end of your hose, an O-ring and a little washer. Again, you can buy both at the hardware store, take what you've got to the hardware store so you can match what's in your hose. The new O-rings can help prevent the ends of your hose from leaking and thereby wasting water. Then, of course, the other thing that we want to try to do is to conserve water. So you can plant more native drought-resistant plants. Just go online and Google native drought-resistant plants for your area, for your town, and then invest in some of those perennials that you can use to replace a piece of your lawn, right? Your lawn will still look beautiful, but it'll look nicely landscaped with these perennials that use up less water. Other things that you can do in your planting beds is to use natural fertilizers, so compost, and then also use natural mulch instead of chemical heavy ones. And maybe choose a corner of your garden where you can plant some butterfly and bee attracting plants. You don't want those close to the entry doors of your house. Nobody wants bees flying indoors, but in a corner, no, in a corner where you and your family can enjoy seeing them without bothering them from afar. And then if you're up for it, you can try a rain barrel to collect rainwater. You just place the rain barrel at any downspout to collect the rainwater that's flowing from your roof anyway. And then you can use that water to uh, to water your garden. Kind of like that one. So Zenit, how are you at gardening? Ooh, I'm, I'm awful at gardening. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> In our old house, I did do a lot of like outdoor landscaping. We did the thing where we looked up the, I helped, you know, I looked up the the native plants and we replaced a lot of what we had with native plants. And I took care of those, like the weeding and, you know, the sprinkler system would turn on and the watering was done for me. But I, when I have to bring, I, and I love indoor plants, but when I bring a potted plant into my house, it's like, it's got three, three weeks to four weeks and then it's bye-bye. It's done i i can't remember to water i don't know how to water it's just terrible (laughs) oh okay so zenit here we go we've got some great tips for those of us who don't have that natural green thumb Mm -hmm. i kind of i might have a green thumb i'm trying to you know i'm working on it i'm working on it i'm working on it ahead of me let me just let's just say that (laughs) okay Okay. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. So if you want to try your hand at gardening, but you struggle to keep plants alive, you can try taking some easy first steps. You can get a small, get some small, really forgiving indoor plants like the snake plant and the ZZ plants. Another idea is to plant herbs like a kitchen garden in a small spot outside that gets sun during the day and, and plant thyme and mint to start. Those are easy to grow and require very little maintenance. You can plant some starter thyme and mint plants directly into the ground and or and or in containers outside. And for any indoor plants, try self-watering pot systems. They have a small reservoir for water at the bottom and then have a wick that soaks up the water and delivers it to your plant. I love that system. So you don't have to remember to water your plants. Just set a reminder on your phone to check the water level every week or two weeks. And I actually do that. I actually have a reminder on my phone to do that. Awesome. I'm brilliant. You know, the idea of self-watering plants for people like me, especially who can't remember to water plants and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And especially if you go on vacation, right? You don't have to think about what am I going to do with my potted plants? Come back and they're all all wilted. Yes. 
the kind of kind of sad looking is what I say. It's kind of sad looking. Yeah. So yes, MoMA, the MoMA's shop, the Museum of Modern Art, their online shop has a beautiful glass and terracotta self-watering planter available. It's an outer clear glass cylinder that you put water in and it comes with a terracotta inner pot that sits inside it. So the water seeps through the terracotta and keeps that that moist the soil moist. Now, it's a bit of a splurge that that self-watering pot. And they're small sizes, good for tabletops and shelves and that kind of thing. But they're really beautiful, really stunning. And we'll, of course, add links to all of of the systems that we're talking about in the show notes. Yes. And another idea for self-watering is a ceramic self-watering spike. Just like it sounds, it's a hollow ceramic spike. And you simply use an empty bottle you have, like a wine bottle an olive oil bottle, plastic water bottle, fill the bottle with water, attach the open end of the ceramic spike to the top of the bottle, flip whole thing upside down and stick it into the dirt of your potted plant. How simple is that? <laughs> Love it. Right? Now, yeah. you may you might want to do this with a larger potted plant where you can hide the bottle behind those leaves because Seeing a plastic water bottle sticking outside of a potted plant, I don't know, might not go too well with your living room decor. Oh my gosh. So I'm just saying, I'm so saying. But I have to tell you, I'm starting a project seeing it on my patio. So I have this wall and I had artwork, like Mm -hmm. crazy artwork. Um, And so I said, you know what? I took them all off, took it all off. And now I'm going to do a plant wall. And I'm literally in the process Ooh. of doing research of getting um, a plant, like plant um, plant wall, what I can plant, how it's going to look, mm-hmm. what colors, am I going to do all green, am I going to do plants? So I'm actually really ex- excited about that. I'll keep you posted of how Beautiful. progress is going, oh, how the it. progress is going. So yeah, so I actually will be using planters on the wall as well. Okay. Um, outdoor planters, yeah. and the ones that I've looked into, I've actually will be um will attach them to the sh- to the show notes. These are just ideas of planters, um, aside from Beautiful. the smaller ones that you can mm-hmm. use. But I do think that it gives the patio a different vibe, and so yeah. I'm really excited about it. I really am. Oh, I'm excited it just about really that. Really up levels everything, doesn't it? I I just love that idea. It does. Plant wall. It does. It. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Now, what we found is that you can definitely find lots of plastic self-watering planters online while we were researching for this episode. So if you're looking for a particular color planter pot and you want some indoor plants, you can look for those, the ones that are made of plastic. But we wanted to just let you know about some non-plastic options too, because it's Earth Month. One of the things as organizers, um, at least for both Zena and I, we like calendars and we like reminders. Like we set the reminder, at least I do for watering my plants or or to check on my plants, right? Mm -hmm. But for those of you um, that actually want a real garden calendar at a glance that's really spelled out and written out for you is if you follow Martha Stewart, which I do because I love her dearly, um, she actually has a garden calendar, literally, on here is when to plant everything from flowers to shrubs to vegetables. And it really breaks it down to planting the basics, the time of the year, you know, summer, spring, fall, what types, 
when, how to lay down the sod, like laying down the sod, everything that you possibly want to start, like Beginners 101, it's a phenomenal calendar. Just, you know, go on Martha's um, website and look on her gardening and yard section and you'll find it there. So I just wanted to share that with you. That's fabulous. For people like me who have no idea when, what, (laughs) that would be fantastic. And again, we just need to keep in mind what zone we're in to make sure that what we're talking about here in, in Miami may not right. work up north and vice versa. No. So just keep in mind the zones that you need to look for. But that's fantastic. I love yes. that idea. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's definitely something that uh, is, uh, is, is needed. It, yes. I mean, because it really is. Because, you know, just because we live here in South Florida, what works for us here won't, will definitely not work in the, or literally even like out in, you know, Arizona or Utah or Vegas right. or it's not so, the same. And we, we try to, you know, we, we fall in love with a certain look that we want. Yes. And it's really hard to to mimic that if you're in a different uh planting zone. So we just have to keep exactly. that in mind and then try to find the alternatives that will work. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So we hope we've given you some food for thought when you're ready to refresh your yard and garden, even when you're ready to try keeping some plants alive indoors. Yes. And thank <laughs> you again for joining us today. We would love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. So please do send us your questions and comments by email at hello at owepodcast.com. And please, if you're enjoying our episodes, do leave us a review. We would really appreciate that. And please follow the podcast so you never miss a new episode. And you can join us again next week for more organizing ideas and tips. And if you're looking for a community of people like you who are in love with organizing, I would like to invite you to the Organized Home Advantage group. It's a group that I created to bring people together to share ideas and your clutter crises that we will solve together. And I give a short live training each and every Friday so you can come and see the topic of the week, ask whatever questions you might have. So come join me there. I'll put the link in the show notes and we will see you all next week. Music